This is an Odyssey original. This is War in Ukraine Daily. I'm Charles Feldman. And I'm Mike Simpson from the KNX Odyssey Studios in Los Angeles. The Russians hope to pull off a lightning strike on Kyiv and rule most of Ukraine within weeks when they launched the invasion back in February. And the weeks afterwards, when Russian forces were forced to retreat from the capital, Ukrainians hope they had the Russians on the run. Four months later, the war could last well beyond anyone's expectations. NATO's Secretary General says Russia's war in Ukraine could go on for years, and the effort requires sustained supports from the West. This comes as Ukraine's Deputy Defense Minister says Russia has ordered its military to overrun the entire eastern Donbass region by next Sunday. That territory could prove difficult for Ukraine to win back once the Russians have dug in with defenses. And yet the Ukrainian government and military stands by its goals in this war, win back every square inch of Ukrainian territory taken by Russia, including Crimea. With us now is CBS military consultant Jeff McCausland. He's a retired U.S. Army colonel. Uh, Colonel McCausland, I'll ask you the same question that we've asked several military specialists over the last week or so. Is Russia now winning this war? Well, first of all, you got to define what winning looks like. The Russians have not achieved the objective they set out, which was to secure all of Ukraine. That failed when they failed to take Kiev and they failed to take Kharkiv. They've now downsized their objectives, focused perhaps almost totally on the Donbass, Luhansk, and Donetsk provinces. They are making steady progress there. It's basically a a grinding artillery war of pulverizing places and then moving forward very slowly. Uh, they are now pretty much surrounded the city of Severodonetsk in the Luhansk province, in which they capture that if they do, and it may do so in the next few days. They'll have about 90-plus percent of the Luhansk district. Still, they control about half of Donetsk, so it's a pretty tall order for them if they're going to achieve that entirety of the Donbass, which comprises both those provinces, by the next few days. I was reading, though, this morning, Jeff, that, um, you know, all of the armed shipments that the U.S. and Western allies have promised the Ukrainians, uh, you know, a lot of it hasn't yet gotten there because it just takes a lot of time. And then, you know, the the equipment has to, uh, uh, you know, you have to get to the point where you train the personnel how to use it because they're not used to some of the equipment that we're shipping them. And that apparently runs to the Russians' advantage, does it not? Absolutely, without question. I mean, what the Ukrainians want is a greater or more rapid absorption rate of that new equipment so they can put it on the battlefield. And they have complained privately and publicly that pledges have not equaled delivery in many cases, some finger-pointing particularly at the Germans on howitzers and air defense weapons they promised that may not arrive until later on this particular summer. But as you're talking about more sophisticated weapon systems, I'm an old artillery guy. To talk about artillery, you've got to talk about the radar, counter-battery radar systems, the communication systems the drones that will acquire targets, the processing of data, et cetera. It takes a long period of time to train somebody up to do all that. Training them to actually operate the cannon might only take a week or so. So there's a real training requirement, and the Ukrainians are talking about ways that the training can be accelerated, perhaps start training before the weapons are even delivered, perhaps use contractors in various ways to accelerate the pace of that so the delivery can be much more quick and they can be put in place on the battlefield for better effect. When you talk about cannon, Russia still has a lot more of that stuff than, than Ukraine has had or been able to acquire. No doubt about it. I mean, don't forget, Joseph Stalin once said, quantity has a quality all its own. <laughs> and the use of mass artillery fire has always been a Soviet, now Russian, tenet of their military doctrine. And this also is mass fire where they don't have to be very precise about it. They have the location of a city like Severodonetsk 
They just pound the city. They don't need to look at particular targets. Now, if you're looking to fire against a mobile target, whether it's a tank, a headquarters, or an artillery battery, well, that takes a lot more precision. What they're doing right now is really mass fires. And they've got a lot of artillery and a lot of ammunition. So the longer this goes on, the more it becomes a war of attrition. To whose advantage, if anyone's, does that go to? Well, it's a little unclear to me right now because attrition is also manpower and materiel. Now, if we can solve some of these problems of materiel delivery and the West can hold to the modern equipment it might deliver, the Ukrainians might be able to do well there. They have called national mobilization, so any man between 16 and I think 55 is eligible to be called into their forces. But they've they finally admitted they've probably lost somewhere between 40 to 50,000 casualties. That's killed, wounded, missing, captured, etc. On the Russian side, they have not called for mobilization. We expected that in the victory speech Putin delivered a few weeks ago. It wasn't there. So they're still dependent on their, on their current army, which is only about 350,000. And they've probably had 100,000 casualties, dead, wounded, missing, and captured. So whether they can maintain that force structure is an open question. Further all, they've lost a lot of material, which will be harder in some cases for them to replace, maybe 1,000 tanks or about two years of Russian production. So it's a little unclear right now, but certainly this is now becoming a battle of attrition and a war of willpower. CBS military consultant Jeff McCausland, retired U.S. Army colonel. Thanks. This is an Odyssey original. Find us and others on the Odyssey app, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts, and Stitcher.